Slick drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone wrap of the waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bringin' the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a million on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place or get smacked down. Play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where I am sure they got wall-to-wall coverage of grand opening, grand closing, A-Rod, all that fucking off-season hype, all that, uh, what's the show called they were on? Hard Knocks. uh, Hard Knocks. All the fucking overseas doing mushrooms and finally getting out of Green Bay. And he lasts four play. He completed less passes to the Jets than overrated as Josh. What's his name? Allen. Josh Allen did. Oh, by the way, I never looked at Josh Allen's face. He's got an annoying fucking face. It is pretty punchable. He just looks like such a little bitch on the sideline. Like he throw an interception and then go pout. Like you the motherfucker threw it to the other team. Like it ain't like somebody ran the wrong route. The fucking safety was standing right there. Anyway, I'm sure they'll talk about all that. Maybe, if they got time, they'll get to the historic ass whooping that the Cowboys laid on the Giants of monumental proportions, EJ. How about them Cowboys? Did you see that stat that no team in NFL history in a single season has ever gotten shut out and lost by more than 40, gotten sacked, more than seven times, gave up a field goal block return for a touchdown, an interception return for a touchdown, all in the same season. No team has ever done that. And the Cowboys did that shit to the Giants in one game. Put that work on them, man. I was smiling ear to ear when I was watching that in the airport. Just a masterful performance. But going back to the A-Rod thing, and as much of a dick he is, I don't wish that upon my worst enemy, a ruptured Achilles. Oh, no. That's sad. Like you said, there's a lot of hype, but I hope he has a speedy recovery. Godspeed to him. It won't be too fast. He's out for the year. Yeah. He, oh, yeah, he's done for the year, but they're saying that it might be career ending, so. They're just, they're just saying that because he's old. People are projecting. You know, like, just because a motherfucker's old and get hurt doesn't mean they're going to automatically retire. Like. He's just, he looked old though. Am I right? Like, in all his pictures in his little Jets uniforms and shit, am I crazy? Did he just look like he's 10 years older over the offseason? He just looks like an old man. I don't know. Maybe he's going for that look. Becky Lynch showing up at the Performance Center. Becky versus Stratton tonight. Hopefully, we'll be done by the time the main event kicks off tonight. That way, I won't have any kind of reactions. Um, anything else jump out at you? At- NFL week one? Nah, it's like the same old, same old. You can't really get a 
big picture of how the teams are going to do because it's only been one week and, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of big matchups the first week. You had a couple of divisional matchups. Um, 49ers look good. Mm. Um, I would, the Eagles beat the Patriots, but I wasn't too impressed by it. You know, I'm like, I, I'm on one hand, I want the Cowboys to get the number one seed, and I want them to get lucky like Philly did last year. I want them to play like a shitty wild card team like the Giants. Spank that ass. And then in the championship, either have to play Philly or San Francisco. But I also kind of want to beat both of those motherfuckers in the playoffs. But if it comes down to it, I'd rather take the easier road. But I really, like, really want to beat the 49ers in the playoffs. It's almost like the 90s all over again. Like, when Dallas just couldn't get by San Francisco. And then they finally did uh, in 92. Maybe this is 92 all over again. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But think about those 49ers teams. At least they were, you know, championship proven. These 49ers, they get all the way there and they lose. True. (laughs) Since your daddy's 49ers. That's true. They got a damn good football team. They look really good against Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh was one of the preseason favorites to, like, turn it around this year. They won, like, seven of their last eight or some shit like that. I had no idea Pittsburgh was on a win streak like that towards the end of the year. Mike Tomlin's a good fucking football coach. Yeah, I like Tomlin. I just don't like Steelers fans. Yeah. I was going to say, and I hate saying that about a a Steelers coach, but Tomlin's a good fucking coach. Yeah. I mean, he only had, he has had a losing season, has he? He had like close to one, but. I think last year might have been it. Weren't they like. I thought they were like nine and. Were they nine and eight? I thought they were eight and nine. Maybe you're right. Oh, you might be right. It might have been 8-9, but he's a damn good coach. Got a Super Bowl, so, hey, can't yeah. really say much about him. NFL power rankings come out tomorrow from week one. Uh, interested to see where they put the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers and the Chiefs. Interested to see how far they fall or how far Detroit came up. I always like the power rankings. I think they're very obviously subjective. It's just, you know, your team might be number three in one person's power rankings and number 12 in the other one. But I always think it's a good barometer of what everybody else thinks about each team. But you don't have to wait till tomorrow to get power rankings. You can get your boot to the face power rankings right now. I got to get some music (laughs) for this shit. Yeah, I know. Have a theme song for it. That'd be dope. Yeah. Mr. Chaos. (laughs) Cough, cough. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting into it early, huh? Yeah, let's fucking, let's knock it out. Uh, Because we got to do NFL picks at the end of the show. So why not fucking knock out these power rankings? Uh, I believe you went first last week, right? Yep. So I'll start out going first this week. And I'm not wearing her shirt. But for the first time ever, I believe. Well, I know for a fact that this team... For the first time ever on my power rankings. After a big time win at Victory Road defending their knockouts tag team championships, I have MK Ultra, Masha Slamovich, Masha Slamovich, and <laughs> Killer <laughs> Kelly. And Killer Kelly. I love me some Killer Kelly. Man, I still hadn't got a chance to watch Victory Road, but I got a chance to look at 
one of the results because I wanted to maybe put her on my power rankings. So it's kind of a tease, but mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm gonna go back and watch it maybe after NXT tonight because I've been hearing some things on the Twitter machine about it. But yeah, MK Ultra, that's their name, MK Ultra. Yep, Masha and Kelly Ultra. I don't know what the Ultra's for, but that's their name. I think the little team. I wonder when they're gonna eventually split them up so they can go back to being singles. I wouldn't mind Kelly getting around with the knockouts title. Yeah. I feel like all the focus is on Trinity though at this point, so she might have to wait. She might have to turn heel. Uh, that too. I mean, her character is basically a type of character that could go either way. Right, that's what I'm saying. She might have to like turn heel. She's supposed to be a heel, but she's likable. So when you come out dressed like fucking Freddy Krueger and, you know, for lack of a better term, fucking cakes out, like people are gonna gravitate towards you. And she's she's got like a really good presentation when she comes. I don't know if you've ever seen Impact Live, but when you're in the building with her, I'm I'll post a video later. Uh I mean I've already posted it, but Actually, it's on our Instagram. You have to scroll. But when you're in the building during her entrance, it feels like she's making eye contact with everybody there. Like, I will fucking kill you. <laughs> you're like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I haven't been impacting in a long time, but from what you've said, it's a good time. So if they ever come to the Midwest, I might have to go. So your number five was MK Ultra. My number five, I'm gonna go with Samoa Joe. Mm. Got to win in the first round of the, the uh, title tournament. Was again, I want to say it was against Jeff Hardy. If I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong. I might be completely wrong. I've been traveling. It's been a long week, so if I'm wrong. Call me out online, but give me some more joy at number five. Number four, I got another winner in that tournament. Your boy, Roderick Strong, in his neck race, defeated Darby Allen to advance in the tournament. I don't know, man. I, it's so ridiculous, this uh, little gimmick that he's got going on. You just got to laugh at it. I like it. <laughs> I've never gave a fuck about Roderick Strong, and I think he's fucking hilarious every time he's on my TV. Screaming his name for no reason like a maniac. <laughs> Adam! And I, can, I keep forgetting they were in a faction in NXT because they hadn't really had them click up like that in AEW. And hopefully they do a good job of like tying everything together. Well, the other guy went crazy and wanted to fight CM Punk all the time. And then uh, Kyle, is Kyle, uh, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. O'Reilly, I think he's injured or he's got some kind of health issue. Negro State injured, man. Yeah. Uh, my number four, I believe she's going to pop up on yours later, successfully defend the Knockouts Championship at Victory Road. Trinity. I just saw uh, a clip of fucking Alicia Edwards' husband putting her through a table. I'm oh, yeah, like, that was, a, that was an impact. <laughs> these niggas stay putting hands on Trinity when Jimmy ain't around. Man, they do all that. Big talk and big action when he not around. Bet today wouldn't do that if he was there. Uh, my number three. 
they seem to be a staple on this. They're interwoven throughout Monday Night Raw. They've got all the gold. The Judgment Day. Hmm. Interesting pick. Well, I watched the show, but I didn't watch the show. I had it on background. I was multitasking yesterday. They, I know Rhea was in the main event. Mm-hmm. What else did they do? Uh, Finn and Damien defeated Jay, Jay Uso and Kevin Owens. Oh yeah, they, yeah, they did. That was at the begin. That was at the beginning of the show. Yep. Wow. Yeah, you get a win over those two guys, and that's worth something. I'm not mad at that pick. Is Dominic fighting tonight? He's always back and forth between NXT uh, and the main roster. He was a referee last week. I don't know if he's ready to fight yet. I think they're. I think they're trying to come up with a contender for his title. Uh I wonder how long they're gonna have him keep that. I feel like they probably have him with the belt as long as Judgment Day has gold. Probably. Yeah, I mean, he's doing more forward than fucking anybody else has. Although Wesley had a good run, but. Yeah, he didn't Wesley really. He didn't really. Yeah, but he didn't really like bring notoriety to the title like Dominic is. Now you want to see somebody beat Dominic. Yeah, if you're a normal fan, I'm a little sick in the head. I, I want to see him keep it and avoid damage and getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> He's a national treasure. You got to protect Dominic at all time. Yeah. He even got Rhea doing the fucking the Eddie Guerrero shimmy and the fucking frog splash off the top rope. Some people, some people said it's a, not a good frog splash. What do you it, think about that? It doesn't matter. It was the the point behind it was like Dominic's rubbing off on her. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Also, if I'm a wrestler, all right, EJ, me and you are friends. We're both wrestlers, and I do a frog splash, and you like this is for Rucker, and you do a frog splash. I don't want you to do it just as good as me because it's not your move. It makes sense that she doesn't do it that well. But she, it's the thought behind It's like a bad Christmas present. It's the thought that counts. Good point. I mean, people always got things to complain about. So if he wasn't doing the Frost Flash, they'd complain. If he was doing another move, uh, whatever movie you could think of, they'd complain about that too. Um. Yeah, that was your number two or three. My number three was Judgment Day. I don't think I've done my number three. My number three is a woman that defended her Impact title, Trinity, against Alicia Edwards. It's interesting that they put Alicia in that spot because I've never thought of her as an in-ring type of person. Impact is really focused on that in-ring stuff as of the past few years. But it's a you know it's one of those throwaway. It wasn't a pay-per-view. It was a uh, what do they call those? Uh, special. Specials? Yeah. Yeah. One of those. So just got to throw bodies at her at this point. You know who she reminds me of? Who? Um, Gargano's wife. Oh. What is her name? Mm-hmm. Man, we both, I'm having a brain fart. But that's what I mean. She's also active. She's also a wrestler. But you forget she's a wrestler. And then you look up and it'll be like, here comes Mrs. Gargano. I can't think. Of her. I I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I just can't think of her name right now. Um, but you forget Candice, Candice Can- LeRae. Yeah, Candice LeRae. Uh, you forget that she's active and she's a wrestler until she gets out there and starts wrestling. You're like, fuck! I forgot she was good. Like, and she's actually good, but they just don't do anything with her. And that's who Alicia Edwards reminds me of. Oh, you think Alicia's good? 
I didn't say all that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yeah. They got they give me the same vibe. Also ran into Alicia and uh Eddie Edwards at the WrestleCade Hotel drunk as shit last year. Um You were drunk or they were drunk? I you know I was drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> To me, it felt like everybody was drunk, but they could have been completely sober. But uh, it wasn't like it ain't a story to tell. It's just we were fucking checking out, getting a cup of noodles because, you know, it's somebody else that was drunk. And they were in line in front of us. And the big show was like sitting in this little ass chair behind us. And then like Sammy Callahan's running around him and his wife. Uh, Havoc. Isn't that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were in there. Like, there's a lot of people. We didn't even stay at the wrestlers' hotel. We stayed across the street. But it turns out, like, all the impact people that were trying to get away from everybody were staying over there. Uh, so, you're a pro at this point. It's always interesting meeting people to have some notoriety in real life. Mm-hmm. And you've been around plenty of wrestlers. It's just like hanging out with normal people to you at this point, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I never, like... I grew up in Atlanta, right? And I worked at a grocery store and a subway. And for years, Nitro was running through here. And I could be at work. And, like, Kevin Nash is just shopping. Like, (laughs) you see him on fucking NWO doing everything, beating the shit out of people on Mondays. And on Wednesdays, he's in the fucking produce aisle with his wife and kids. Like, and Didn't you say you saw him buying, like, a Subway sandwich or some shit? Yeah, he came in the subway with uh, me and my friends were literally talking about him. And my buddy's like, bullshit, you've never talked to Kevin Nash. And I'm like, he comes in here all the fucking time. And shit, and don't know how it will happen. Maybe it was serendipity. I don't fucking know. The bell goes off, and I look, and it's Kevin Nash. So I don't tell my buddy. He's got his back to the door. And I'm sitting there making a sandwich. Like, he's talking about the Isley Brothers CD that's playing in the back. And my buddy turns around, and I just see his fucking jaw drop. But I don't get starstruck that much. I get nervous when I interview wrestlers, but I don't really get starstruck when it comes to meeting them. I mean, like, I think it's because of meeting Cody. Like, Cody was one of the first big wrestlers I met, and he immediately, like, turns all that shit off. He, like, just, he immediately, like, shakes my hand, and he's like, you a Cowboys fan? Like, my sister loves the Cowboys, and she's been a fan all these years, and I kind of cheer for him, and my dad liked them, and blah, blah, blah. Just, like, normal people shit, as opposed to, like, I'm fucking Cody Rhodes. Like, what do you want? And that kind of... Go ahead. He seems like a pretty down-to-earth guy in real life. But I remember... I never, he, I never really got why people get starstruck like that as far as celebrity goes. Cause yeah. You were there. And it was, it was in uh, this past Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble before last. In St. Louis. We were in the lobby, and uh, Matt Riddle just walked up, and I was just talking to him, just having a normal conversation with really? him. And, I mean... He's in the news for some different reasons now, but we just—I was just talking MMA with him, and and you and me and a couple other people were hanging out with Dawkins, and just chilling with Dawkins, yeah, just like, hanging out at the bar. And then at, was after the Royal Rumble, wasn't it? We were all upstairs. Yeah. Um, then like Flair was there walking around, but you know I didn't really give a fuck about meeting Ric Flair. But I mean that's to me that's cool though, right? Like it's fucking Ric Flair. Now if it'd been twenty years ago, I'd have probably like. Wanted to get a picture with him or something, but now it's like, eh. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'm not, like, a celebrity, I don't even know what you would call it, like a regular around them. But, yeah, it's, it's, it is what it is, man. I'm 41, you know? 
Like, I'm too old to be getting starstruck now. Put on a pair of pants just like you and I. Yep. Man, we got way off track. All right, where we at, Alan? Uh, You're on your number Tom two. Rankins. I don't even know. Those, my number two and my number one are blank because I hadn't even got a chance to really think about these. Uh, I'll go with your, I think it's your number four pick. Let me get the Judgment Day. Um, Like I said, I had it on the background, and I saw what happened after it did. Was it a disqualification, or did Rhea actually get the win? She got the win. She ended up pinning Raquel. Yeah, so she got the win, and then the Judgment Day tag team got the win. So I give me Judgment Day. Girls. <laughs> that woman who we'll get into probably a little bit later. And then your yeah, boy Dominic got, ran out there on Cody and got his ass whooped, him and J.D. JD McDonough. I didn't like that. I know Cody is your top baby face, but he just beat up two men like it was nothing. Eh, one and a half. <laughs> was, that a, was that a short joke? No, I was talking about Dom Dom. He's not a, like he's not a real man by himself. Oh, I thought he was talking about JD McDonough. No, man. <laughs> Little bobblehead. He's a real person. Oh man. But yeah. So that was my number two. I guess that takes me to my number one. You already did your number two, didn't you? Uh I did my number three, but you're you're right. It is your Oh no, no. Oh, you. Yeah, it's my turn. I did two turn. and one. Uh my number two didn't wrestle. But came out and cut a really good promo this past Dynamite. And then had somebody attack his nemesis in the end of that promo. Swerve Strickland. I thought he presented really well. And Prince Nana, that that fucking guy. I just love, I love his whole thing. Uh, But Swerve came off serious. He even mentioned on AEW TV. If I had all the fucking chances you have, I'd be the first black AEW world champion. I was like, I was kind of half paying attention to the promo. He said that shit. I was like, hmm? He's he just, just spitting facts yeah. and truth. He's putting Hangman in his place. Told that man, quit, you either fucking quit or get ran over. And I like it. I'm here for a serious swerve. Um, my number one, you know, he's... Your AEW international champion with two title defenses last week. My boy John Moxley. Didn't bleed either. Wow. That's a shocker, actually. And I'm not even being sarcastic. I know. Didn't bleed? No, he didn't bleed. <laughs> That's the first. I bet Renee is happy about that. That I have blood stains on her pillow <laughs> at night. <laughs> Jeez, that guy's a maniac. But, um,. Going back to your Swerve Strickland point, when are they going to strap the rocket to this guy? Because he looks the part. He talks the part. He's got the faction behind him. I feel like they're kind of hesitant to actually go with him for some reason. I don't know why. From what I understand, and this, I hate like bringing in backstage stuff, but from what I understand, Tony Khan is very like, this is what the plan is. Like, I know you're over, but this is what the plan is. And he's not, like, deviate. The only time he's deviated from a plan is when CM Punk, like, loses his shit or gets injured. Other than that, like, he's got a plan for the next, like, three to four months. Like, like he had the first four or five champions planned out before AEW started. You know what, Rucker? That sounds familiar. 
It sounds like what the fanboys on the internet said that AEW wasn't. That sounds like Vince McMahon to me. I've heard through the grapevine that Vince McMahon stays on the plan and fans get upset. And that's why they started watching AEWs because they always stick to the script and not go off track. I feel like I can give you at least three examples of Vince not sticking to the plan. Kofi Mania, Daniel Bryan, Becky Lynch. There you have it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, from my small sample size, the only time that AEW is really gotten off track is when their hands were forced and they had to suspend people. Yeah, with a uh, Moxley winning that had to win the title after Punk suspension, and then. But then what so, happened? As as soon as they come back from suspension, the Elite gets the trios titles back, and Punk gets the world title right back. That's true, but also. Have we seen an organic, you know, uh, organic, like, groundswell for, like, a wrestler to get a push? Like that AWX? I feel like the way AEW presents all of their wrestlers is that even a lot of the mid-kai guys are already over just with the vibe of AEW and everybody gets chanted for for the most part. And there hasn't really been a guy at the bottom and kind of gradually made his way into where he's like undeniable, just to how the way the company set up. That's a really good question because as you were asking, I was thinking like, well, Britt Baker kind of did it, but yeah, she did. That's probably like the best example so far. But then I'm thinking like, was that manufactured? Like, cause they spend, you know, they spend a really good amount of time on, the person that's about to get the title getting over as far as the champion. So did they manufacture that or did Britt like get over with the people? Cause as soon as she got the title, like she got really boring. Um, Orange Cassidy to an extent, but he never won he was, the world title. And he was kind of over out the gate with his little gimmick. I got one example that I didn't think of a claim. Yeah, that's good. Cause they were supposed to be heels. Actually, that might be the best one. Yeah, but I'm talking about as far as singles guys, so I don't really haven't really seen that yet. Like you said, kind of Orange Cassidy. I feel like he's evolved some over the years. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the acclaim is the best one because I don't think they were supposed to win the tag titles. No, I don't think they were either. And they just got over to the point where, as a matter of fact, they had them lose to fucking Swerve and Keith Lee and ended up having to run that shit back and put the titles on because people were fucking... So into the acclaim. I mean, everybody loves the acclaim. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, but going back to the original point, I would like to see Strickland put in a better position. I mean, I feel like right now he's not in a bad position. I feel like they've been featuring him a lot more on TV. But, you know, I feel like they position that international title to be your IC title and basically the TNT title went back a step once that got introduced. It's a television title at this point. I want to see Swerve get that international belt if they don't put him in that world title scene. Because like you said, I think Tony Khan has a plan and he's, I think he's still got a lot of juice left to squeeze with MJF. I don't think he's just going to move on from MJF and not everybody can have the belt. But, you know, Title shots aren't bad either, even if you don't win the, the championship. If you think about it, 
Who who would beat MJF right now? Not Adam Cole. Like, that's gone. I don't think Samoa Joe's going to win. The only other, like, over, super over heel is Christian. I don't think he could get it. If they're about to start pushing Swerve, and in the next, like, three months, he becomes, like, the biggest heel in the company. But actually, if he beats Hangman and then beats fucking Omega, maybe, or Adam Cole or somebody like that, give him two really big wins. I can buy into him being the one to take the title off MJF. MJF had the title for six months now. Like, he's had a good reign already as far as length time goes. So you give Swerve a couple really big wins at the next pay-per-view and then the one after that. That's, what, six months from now? MJF's got the title for a year and Swerve takes it from him? I could fucking, I could rock with that. I wouldn't be mad at that. Like I said, Swerve is a talented fucking guy but if you're good at storytelling this just popped up in my head why not give heel ricky starks a run with the belt because that's the, that was uh the first story you told when mjf winning the title is him against a baby face ricky starks now the roles are reversed i feel like that'd be the perfect opportunity to put it on ricky fuck you just completely killed everything that i was talking about with swerve because if i had to pick i'd rather ricky won than swerve yeah, and everybody's still talking about that match he had with Danielson. They turned lemons into lemonade, and I think actually, I think if he were to have had a match with Punk, it wouldn't have been as good as that match he had with Danielson. Shit, so no. I think it was a I think it was a blessing in disguise for Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is so good, man. Yeah, I, and uh... he's not—he's no spring chicken either. I mean, he's like in his early thirties, so why not it's... give him a run with the belt? That's young in wrestling years. Yeah, because you, you still got Sting 60. <laughs> I mean, everybody's not the icon. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like your 40s is when you, like, Roman's around 38, 39. I feel like yeah. when you hit, like, late 30s, that's when you, like, come into your own in wrestling. So, I mean, he, he's got time if he wants to wrestle another 10 years. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think Ricky, Ricky would be the one to beat. Oof. I don't know, man. I think they both can make really good cases for it. It it all depends on it all depends on the build the next couple months. And I like like if you weren't to build any stories, like you said, anybody could get heated up. Like I don't yeah. see anybody that's gonna like you said, I don't see anybody who's viable to take it from MJ after this point. I didn't even think about Starks because he's on collision. And I feel like Colli- collision needs their I know you don't like this. Collision needs their own title. And Dynamite needs their own title. And I think that's where they were going with Punk. I, I, you know how I feel. I don't, absolutely not. I think it just dilutes things. But if you're going to keep it a hard split, I wouldn't be too, too mad about it. But I, I don't like hard split. I like the shows to be free-flowing. And that, you know, mixes it up a little bit. So yeah. you see different matchups. And I think... WWE gets tied down by that sometimes because sometimes we just see the same combination of Judgment Day and the main event. I mean, they're over. I'm not complaining too much, but yeah, but if they did introduce the world title, you could make it work. Like you said, they were, they were going with that with Punk, but I think they were going to eventually try to, you know, combine those and uh, unify the titles. Mm. But yeah. Well, we said all that to say this. EJ, who's your number one? <laughs> hey, that's the charm of the show, man. Give y'all a little bit of everything. I got, uh, I think it was Moxley, your number one. Yep. 
That's why I got as my number one too. I didn't realize he defended the belt twice already. That's crazy. Yeah. So to recap, my top five were MK Ultra, Trinity at number four, Judgment Day at number three, Swerve at number two, and Mox at number one. EJ's top five, he has Samoa Joe at number five, Roddy Strong at number four, Trinity at number three, Judgment Day at number two, and Moxley at number one. Yes, sir. Uh, let's talk about something that we didn't get a chance to get to last week, and that is main event Jay Uso now on Monday Night Raw. Um, I liked last week's episode featuring him mm-hmm. way better than this week. Like, I love the fact that everybody's like, just because you ain't with your family no more don't mean we forgot about all the bullshit you did. Like, you got to <laughs> remember, like, Jay Uso was a fucking menace, him and Jimmy, for a while. Like, they were doing all the Romans. There. Like, just at the Royal Rumble, the way they beat the fuck out of Kevin Owens for, like, 10 minutes to the point where Sammy had to turn, the way they beat the fuck out of the way Jay, like, turned on Sammy. Like, Jay did some shit, and people were like, we ain't fucking forget that. Your family ain't here to help you now. And I, I love the judgment day being like, come over here with us. Like, we ain't fucking scared to piss everybody off. Like, if people want to be mad at you, they already mad at us. I also like uh, Finn telling Jay, like, you know, I respect you, and Dom respects you, and uh, Damien respects you, Rhea loves you, and Jay goes, word? <laughs> <laughs> I it didn't was, catch that. It was so subtle. It was funny as hell. Like, I... Uh, I thought that's what he said. I was watching it live, and I kind of laughed, and I was like, nah, that's not what happened. And I saw people posting about it on Twitter. Like, yeah, he definitely he made a point to do that. But uh, I did like that. What I didn't like last night is him like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll prove myself that you can trust me. I feel like he should be like, well, fuck you then, KO. Like, you ain't, I ain't got to prove shit to you. Like, as a matter of fact, I'll beat your motherfucking ass. That's how I feel like he should be. Like, he should have a chip on his shoulder because he's finally on his own by himself. So instead of trying to get all these people to be friends with him, he should just be like, all right, whatever. I'm on my own. If somebody want to talk shit, they can get hit. And that's what he said to Drew. You don't fucking trust me? i see you in the ring next week. I did like that part. But the rest of it, like him trying to gain KO's trust and apologizing to kicking him in the face... He should have kicked that motherfucker in the face and walked off. I'm like, whoops. I mean, clear, anyway. clearly it was an accident. If you want to get mad and bitch about it, then you do that. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, but to your first point, I kind of like the energy that the roster's giving them. Yeah. Keeping that same energy, if it's, if it's fuck you now, it's fuck you forever. Like, they're actually making it make sense. Like, right. We didn't forget what you did to us back in the Royal Rumble and all these other parts of the year. So I for the last like three that. years, yeah, the last three years going back to SummerSlam twenty twenty, basically. But uh, you said you don't like him uh, going around apologizing. So you yeah, I don't. I don't like how he's like, you know, I'm you know I'm trying to be better and like Ko was talking shit to him, and as soon as Judgment Day came out, he's like, why don't me and you team up? Then I show you I can trust you. Like, fuck all that. Like, I'm main event Jey Uso. So you think that he should be more so like a anti-hero, stone cold type? Just that's don't what, trust anybody. Just go in there and... That's talk, what we liked about him with the bloodline. 
We like the fact that he was the anti-hero in the bloodline. He was the motherfucker that, like, he stirred the drink. I mean, if you notice, I know Roman ain't been there, but you notice the bloodline hadn't really been hitting on all cylinders since Jay been on Raw. Um, Jimmy ain't it. I'm sorry. He's got zero star power without his brother and his wife. Um, but I will say this. Whoever decided to get Jay Uso's music to sound like the Uso's old music and whoever decided for him to do that little fucking double hand wave thing, that works. Because that fucking entrance, that crowd gets hyped the fuck up when he comes out there. And he just presents like such a star. And I've said before, I love how unpolished his promos are. Like, it doesn't sound like he was in the performance center like practicing. It sounds like he's just a regular motherfucker like out there talking to people. <clears throat> I'll uh, give WWE credit for this. I don't know if it's all Trips doing, but as far as the top of the card goes, you can compare these WWE crowds to some of these hype AEW crowds when it comes to the main event stars. Like you said, mm-hmm. they got Jay bouncing up and down. Sammy, they still go crazy for him. Uh, Seth, uh, KO. They boo the hell out of Judgment Day. The only problem WWE really still has is sometimes they still sit on their hands for the mid-card. I mean, that's something they need to work on next. But as far as the main event scene, like those crowds are rocky, man. So hats out the creative or whatever they did to get the crowds invested again because it's hotter now than it has been ever before or at least the past few years. I think they've just been putting on a good fucking show. Like, I don't think they've really been invested in anybody besides the Judgment Day and Bloodline and they're kind of like, if you go out there and get over, get over, like Chad Gable and Otis, you know? They're not like giving them a lot, but they're knocking out the park what they what they got. The Miz, the Miz always fucking kills it, whatever he gets. He don't get a lot. LA Knight, like they've done a I think they've done a good job with the mid card. A good enough Upper job. Upper mid card. Yeah. Cause is Ricochet still gets crickets. He was starting to get over, but then it went back to crickets and Riddle's kinda cooled down and I mean, you can't have everybody over. If everybody's a star, nobody's a star. That's that's true. But I feel like they could do better with a woman too. Oh, they can definitely do better with the women. I completely agree with you there. Besides Rhea, Becky, and Bianca, like I feel like nobody gives a fuck about the women. Eo Eo's getting there, but it's hard for Eo because she she doesn't talk that much, so it's hard for her to basically get you on her side or get you against her. But when the bell rings, like she's a fucking star. Yeah, but um, so where do you think they're going with this whole Jay being on Raw? Because you know, it all probably is going to build to WrestleMania, however, they tie the bloodline back in. But from now until Survivor Series, like, I don't really know where they're going with this. I don't know if you have an idea or guess or prediction. I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, I'm still holding out hope that he's the one that beats Roman. I wouldn't mind him winning fucking Royal Rumble or like Cody already run Royal Rumble and fought him at WrestleMania. I got it. But at the same time, somebody's got to go from Raw to SmackDown. I feel like Cody's whole thing that he did was trading himself for Jey Uso. Did Cody trade himself for Jey Uso? Yeah. 
they, uh, he's been on Raw, and they didn't they announce that like almost two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, they hadn't really got around to it though. He wasn't there last week. He's about to talk to it this week, and fucking Dom Dom ran up on him, so he hadn't really got a chance to get to it. But was he teasing it? Was he teasing it this week? He was just saying, "Let's talk about Jay Uso." And as soon as he said that, Dominic came out. Oh, so he might pop up on SmackDown. I'm and just guessing. That- I don't know. I, I don't know who else they would trade for Jay though. Like they're gonna send KO over there or Sammy? Nah, it's got it's gotta be Cody. But if they do that this soon, how can you keep him from Roman until Mania? You don't. You let him and Roman Cody. fight at the Royal Rumble, and you let Jay win the Royal Rumble. I don't know. I don't know if they do that. No, uh, as, Roman defends at Royal Rumble. Actually, as far as Jay goes, I feel like he's the guy that's gonna beat Gunther. think so yeah. i wouldn't be mad at it i think that'll but, be his first singles title is fucking stopping the most historic intercontinental championship reign of all time some people are bigger than the mid-card title and they can just surpass it i think jake uh goes straight for the world title Seth's title i think <laughs> yeah. i think taking it off of gunther and giving it to jay builds jay up and it frees Gunther up for I keep saying Gunther Gunther up for taking the world title off of Seth. I I just think they've done a great job of building Gable up. You got to pay that off, I think, and have him win it. Do you really like? Do, do people yeah. really care about Gable, or is he like a? Is he like? He's a, he's kind of a novelty act. He's but. like Val Venus. <laughs> I mean. Valvinus could work a little. I said no. Gable can wrestle his ass off. Don't like. I was watching something the other day, and he did that little rolling German suplex to Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. Like, yeah. that motherfucker can go. But at the same time, it's just wrestling. Like, I don't give a fuck. And it's just me. I don't give a fuck about him. Like, I can watch his match same way I can watch ninety five percent of the AEW content. I can watch a match all day. But at the end of the day, I don't care who wins because I don't care about the character. Like, he's funny. Shoosh and thank you and all that. He's got Maxine and Otis with him. But at the end of the day, like, why do I give a fuck if he wins the title or not? But I think you got to kind of wait and see because I think that's what they're doing now. They're kind of building the underdog story a little bit more. They had his daughter crying and he's gotten beaten by Gunter pretty decisively. So... I think, you know, that's the next hurdle for him to finally get over that Gunther hump and get the belt. What story does you have with Jay so far with Gunther? They don't even have him cross paths yet. True. I mean, it's more of a Thea Hell's hanging out with fucking JC Jane now. Yeah, I know. At a bar. She ain't even old enough to be at the bar. 19. That's crazy. That girl's buff. Like, she has fucking guns on her. JC Jane's a menace. Trying to corrupt that girl. And uh, that's just, I don't know. That's, that's a that's a story as old as time, EJ. You got the nice little sweet young girl trying to come into her own, and then you got the fucking Jezebel like corrupting her, the cool girl. And next thing you know next thing you know, she's gonna be fucking breaking hearts and <laughs> that's how that's how girls are now. 
and being a Jezebel. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what they're doing with Gigi Dolan, man. I feel like she's kind of been knocked down the steps since Toxic Attraction broken up. I'll I don't say, know if you feel the same way. I do, but I'll say this. I love Gigi Dolan for a lot of reasons. Well, mainly a couple. Um, she's got good connection with the crowd. She got a great look. But she's just not a main event wrestler. She's not a women's world champion wrestler. She's a tag team champion wrestler. But holding her own in a 20-minute match, like, that's just not her. That's not what she does. I hate to say it because I love her, but the truth is the truth. Like, it ain't. And the crowd loves her, too. Like, and, and all those. Like, she, she really does remind me of Becky when Becky first came to the main roster. When everybody wanted Becky to win money in the bank and all that, WWE just wasn't letting her do it. And I was like, even back then, I, I was quoted as saying on, on a couple of different podcasts back then, like, I, Becky was my favorite wrestler, but I felt like she wasn't as naturally gifted as, like, a Charlotte or a Sasha or a Bailey. Like, you saw her having to try harder to put on a good match than you saw them. And I think WWE saw that. Now, Eight years later, like, Becky's one of the best women's wrestlers in the world. But at the time, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't as gifted as they were. And I feel like Gigi's there, too. Like, the crowd wants her to win. But I think WWE sees that, like, we can't put the world title on her and expect her to be able to have good matches every NXT TakeOver. I mean, has has, uh, she even gotten a chance to prove herself that she can? She's had plenty of one-on-one matches that haven't been that good. I shouldn't say haven't been that good. They haven't been great. They haven't been women's championship material. Have they given her the time, though, that she needs? I'm sure they see it. You know, it's kind of like the Cowboys fans want Deuce Vaughn to play, but the Cowboys coaches see him in practice all the time. Like, we want Gigi Dolan to wrestle, but they see her in the performance center every day. Yeah, I mean... You have a point, I'm sure. They know better than what we do. If anybody can see it, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. As much as you don't like the that's, guy, that's f- you know that what wasn't, doing in the ring. That wasn't a compliment. <laughs> that was a dig in his eyes. Uh, guy, the <laughs> Fuck Shawn Michaels. Block me Man's on Twitter. Man's just a legend. Cause, just because he's a fucking prick. Blocks me on Twitter. Shawn Michaels blocked you? Oh yeah, you probably I, deserved it. I did. I don't get happy when people block me, but I think I earned that one. He's a cocksucker, that guy. He's a piece of shit. Man, he's a he's a reformed man. I don't give a Everybody. fuck. Hulk Hogan Everybody. said the same thing. No, he didn't. He never apologized. Sure, he did. Shawn Michaels never apologized. For what? For the shit he did. Yeah, he did. Him and Brett made up. Tried to get Vader fired. Vader was out of shape. Vader was never, never out of Vader. shape. Not, he was. It was. He was way past the WCW backflip moonsault Vader days. Vader told a story on the Steve Austin show when he came to WCW and they put him with Sting. He said, "Sting's the world champion. He's the best thing going in WCW." And I was still doing New Japan shit to Sting. And instead of him getting mad, he pulled me to the side and was like, this is how you got to work. Make it look like it hurts, but don't actually fucking hurt me. 
And he's like, if it wasn't for Sting, I would have never got the world title. I would have never been shit in WCW if he wouldn't have worked with me. He was basically telling the audience, Sting's the man, Shawn Michaels a piece of shit. He didn't say it, but that's what he was saying. Instead of Shawn Michaels being like, yo, you're working a little bit too hard. I'll events fire him. Get his ass yeah. out of here. The truth hurts sometimes. The truth don't hurt. Vader hurts. <laughs> hey, Vader is, was the 90s version of uh, what's the, the Brawling Brutes guy. Uh, you know the guy I'm talking about. The Brawling Brutes. Oh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Vader's, Vader was the man. Vader's a fucking legend. Yeah. New Japan and WCW, early WCW Vader was a yeah, monster. He didn't get good in WWF because of Shawn Michaels' punk ass. That's that's not that's not why he didn't get good. That is exactly why. Shawn Michaels a punk. Couldn't fucking get hit. You're in a pro wrestling and you get mad because somebody's tagging you a little bit. Get over it. Go fuck yourself. You could be some of it is on Vader's own doing. You could get away with being a big guy like that in your 20s, but once you get in your 30s and your body start breaking down, it's not that guy anymore. He was talking all that shit to Bret Hart, but he wasn't talking that shit to Vader. He went to the fucking principal's office and told on Vader. He wanted to square up with Bret Hart, but with Vader, he was like, Vince, get him off me. Why you put me in the main event with Vader? I'm a sexy boy. I never said Shawn Michaels was a tough guy. Clearly, he got his ass whooped every time he got in confrontations. Every time he got into a real fight. <laughs> then the Brett. fact that he lied to Bret Hart straight to his face, talking about he didn't know about the Montreal screw drop. What a cocksucker. I, I saw that footage. What was that? Uh, what, what, what movie was that? The behind the footage for that? Ooh. Was that not? That's not Beyond the Mat. Yeah, it was Beyond the Mat. Oh, it was? Yeah. I mean, Vince told him to lie, though. So, supposed to tell him the truth? Yeah. <laughs> Vince told him the truth. That's why Brett punched his fucking lights out. Triple H, punk ass, lied, too. I had no idea. Yeah, you did. That's why his nose so big. It's Pinocchio. Hey, we could uh, debate about Brett versus Mike to the, I mean, Shawn Michaels until the cows come home. If you Who remember knows? back in the day, Triple H had one of them little actress noses. And then after the Montreal screw job, he had a snout. <laughs> hey, nobody said Triple H was a pretty guy. He does have a snozzle among them. Yeah, because he fucking lies. The liar. <laughs> hey, he's he's come a long way. He's the boss now. So, EJ, let's take a break. When we get back, we'll get into this AEW title contender tournament. Um, you'll have to tell me about that. The Wrestle Dream match announced. The first one. And then we'll pick some NFL picks, and we'll get the hell up out of here. That way uh, I can go watch Becky versus Tiffany Stratton live. Here on Boot to the Face. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker, EJ Reed here on Twitch, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs. EJ, AEW's got a show coming up called Wrestle Dream, and the first match was announced the American Dragon, Daniel Bryan, taking on my favorite wrestler in the whole wide world. Ugh. Zack Sabre Jr. You know my favorite thing about Zack Sabre Jr.? What's that? There's a chick on Twitter that went by the name Snack Sabre Jr., and I thought that was the most clever fucking thing in the world. <laughs> that is pretty funny. 
Was she a pretty portly woman? What a rude thing to say, portly? You just calling her fat? <laughs> I didn't, you said you said fat. I was trying to be more nice about it. Honestly, I don't remember what she looked like. I just remember the name was Snack Saber Junior. I think I've like told her. I was like, you get a follow for that. That's hilarious. Yeah. First match announced. What do you think about that matchup? Uh, I think they were supposed to do it at uh, Forbidden Door and Brian got hurt. So this is a good way to run it back and, and let the match actually take place for the people that wanted to see it. But I think Brian's going to beat his ass. You think so? It's the uh, New Japan television champion over there. Okay. Brian beat Okada with a broken arm. Zack Zaber Jr. was supposed to be like that dude. In that, uh, what was it, the Cruiserweight tournament? He was a big free agent, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And I know he's with the, the Mighty Don't Kneel, that faction. I'm, I know you're not a big fan of him. I think he's he's got a different style, man. I don't even know if that's my style that I like to watch, per se. He's got the, the ground wrestling and the holes and stuff like that. I'm sure it'll be a fine match. Oh, it's going to be a that's really good match. Brian Danielson style, but yeah, that's fine. But I've heard that this dream, this uh, Wrestle Dream show is not supposed to be another Forbidden Door show. It's supposed to be a tribute to Anoki, the founder of New Japan. But of course, you got to throw uh, New Japan people in the show. But I don't get, it's uh, kind of like a contradiction though. Like, it's, you don't want it to be a Forbidden Door show, but you're going to throw New Japan people in there, so I'm a little confused on the concept of this. I feel like Forbidden Door is like a... It's like a dream match type thing, and I think this will be just like matches, if that makes sense. They'll save the dream. Like, Zack Sabre Jr. and Brian Danielson was supposed to be on the undercard of Forbidden Door, so it wasn't like Danielson versus Okada. It wasn't MJF versus Naito, you know? It wasn't like Bullet Club versus Bullet Club Gold. It wasn't any of that. And I think they'll just keep it, they'll keep it simple. Um, I don't really know the point of the Wrestle Dream show. I know uh, there are whispers that TNT and Turner want them to put more cards on. So this is, I guess this is the next step towards that. Um, I, I don't know. I do know AEW's creeping up on these fucking pay-per-views they want you to buy monthly. <laughs> That's true. They want you to come up out your pocket with that money. Uh, yeah, of course I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to pay. Well, if you had to pick a dream match or two, what else would you want to see on this card? Well, I mean, if we're talking like they they won't do Forbidden Door, then I don't know. Um, I'd love to see Miro versus Jeff Cobb. Ooh, it's a big hoss fight. Man, you know, you know me. You know me. I like these big fucking heavyweight fights. Uh, actually, Jeff Cobb versus Miro versus uh, Hobbs versus Samoa Joe. Like, it's a lot of people Jeff Cobb can get in there with and just fucking throw hands. Yeah, just have as Big E would say, the meaty men slapping meat. I love People that. Went clip. crazy for it. <laughs> People <laughs> went crazy for it in uh, All Out with Hobbs and Miro fighting. So, 
What's the deal with your with uh with Mrs. Lashley? <laughs> She's not real. That's what Meryl said. said You're not real. If Meryl says she ain't real, she ain't real. How's she gonna not be real when he said she was flexible? Hey, My hot flexible the, wife. That's what the Titan Tron said. He hadn't said that in months. He says it all the time. Yeah. CJ Perry. I don't know. Yeah, that's also not know. her name. They they haven't said her name yet. Yeah, they, yeah, that was that was weird. They didn't mention her by name on uh, Dynamite. Wait, uh, let me, I'm gonna look up where she is on Twitter. Cause she cha- she changed her name to something on Twitter. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. I think she's gonna be a straight manager at this point because at the, towards the end of her WWE run, she was working a little bit. I wonder if they're gonna try to go back to that or just make her straight manager. I thought she changed her name, but I guess she didn't. Still CJ. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just like at least they're trying to tell stories now. Because, like you said, sometimes they just wrestle to wrestle for wrestling's sake. But you got a few things going on. Um, But going back to the wrestle dream topic, like you said, I don't think it's supposed to be like a dream matchup. So if I had to pick, I would just go with like a... The safe tag team match and go with uh, like Omega and Paige versus Osprey and like Okada. Even though I don't, I don't know if Okada and Osprey rock with each other like that, but I don't think you can put Osprey and uh, Omega in the ring again. If they're supposed to be having their another match at Wrestle Kingdom this year, that's what I'm saying. You tease it with a tag team match. I don't think they need to touch at all. Um, all right. So I got, I had Jeff Cobb versus Miro. Give me Will Osprey. Mm. Let Will Osprey and Orange Cassidy running back. They had a great be- fucking match a couple years ago. I wouldn't be mad at that. Or uh, what, what about throw Takeshita in there versus uh, like a, a Tanahashi? That's I was our, literally what I was thinking about. What a good fucking what a good idea. Great minds, EJ. It's not it's not like a dream match like you said in the Forbidden Door type style, but it's kind of like a the new blood versus the old blood. Mm-hmm. This is AEW's like. Pretty much homegrown style. I know he's in DDT, but as far as like a major pro, major uh, company, fuck it, put him in there with Okada. Ooh, I wouldn't be mad at that either. Okada would probably have to go over because he lost to Danielson. <laughs> yeah, o- Okada's been losing a lot in AEW. He lost that title match with Jay White one, Forbidden Door last year. Lost to Danielson last year. I mean, not Danielson last year. Danielson this year. Well, yeah, but technically, Jay White was still in New Japan when he lost to Jay White. Yeah, it's true. Oh, I mean, he's the rainmaker, so losses probably don't hurt him like that. I don't follow New Japan week to week. I watch the big matches. So, you ever been to a New Japan show? I have not. I've been to two. Yeah. Uh, I went to one here in Atlanta at the Coca Cola Roxy. Um. 
it's in the battery right around the Brave Stadium. And I saw G.O.D. win the World Tag Team titles. Oh, and I dope. Yeah. I also went to ROH New Japan's Big Show at Madison Square Garden. When I tell you, I also went to All In. I saw Okada at All In. But when that fucking, when that coin drops for his music, the fucking New Japan fans, man, they love that motherfucker. Like, I didn't know who Okada was when I went to All In. And when that coin dropped, you just felt like this is one fucking badass motherfucker here. Um, oh, Becky's on TV getting interviewed. That that New Japan car that you went to, you said it was in New York? Yep, Madison Square Garden. It was WrestleMania, Kofi Mania, and Becky Lynch winning okay. the main event. I was about to ask, was it pre-COVID or post-COVID? Because I heard that they changed the rules up with being able to chair after COVID. So was it pretty loud? Well, these are American fans. Though, yeah, in New York. yeah, yeah. That was, I think they can cheer now in Japan now, now that COVID's kind of making a comeback. But before that, I won't, you know, I'm not going to lie. If I was given a choice, like you're going to get free tickets, free airfare, free hotel. You can either go to All In at Wembley or Wrestle Kingdom. I don't know which one I would pick. See, both of them are intriguing for different reasons. Just because Japan and I've never been to Asia before, so that you know, it's, it's good you know to be able to encounter different cultures, especially like far east like that. But then London is London. I don't know. Yeah, that's hard, man. I'm I heard London is trash. People. I've it, heard it kind of <laughs> it, it, it is because the weather out there sucks. But you know, it's still a foreign land. And it's a little bit easier to travel when you're in a land where you can actually speak the language, too. I thought it was cool, even though, like you said, the weather's trash, the food was kind of trash. Oh, you've been? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to Egypt next year, and we're thinking about uh, doing, like, a 24-hour layover in London just to kind of, like, go walk around for a little while. Do it, man. As the kid said 10 years ago, YOLO, you only live once. That's the whole point of it. I got a buddy that lives over there, and he's a principal at a school. He went from Indonesia to Egypt, and next this is his last year teaching over there. And he's like, I got a big apartment. You don't have to get a hotel. You don't have to do any of that. You just got to fucking get here, and I'll take care of you. And I'm like, Egypt ain't really my thing, but, like, when the fuck am I ever going to get a chance to go over there again? And not have to pay for like hotels and tours and shit like that. I basically just got to pay the plane ticket. And for like food and alcohol and shit. But like. I'll never in my life get a chance to do that again. So why the fuck not? Yeah, man. Hop on it man. You got to take advantage of opportunities. Sometimes they don't come back around. Yeah. Uh, but I do eventually want to go to like Paris. And stuff like that. Um, I've been to Paris. Paris is dope. But yeah, I think if I if I if somebody was to tell me right now, I'll pay for you to either go to Wrestle Kingdom or All In next year, but you got to pick by tomorrow. I don't know. I probably wouldn't be able to sleep tonight. I don't know which one I would pick. I I you know what? Yeah, I do. I pick Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, me me too. My reasons are probably different from yours. I feel like. That'd be a good choice for you because you already been to All In. You haven't been to a stadium All In, but you still went to All In before. You exactly. went to the inaugural one. Exactly. 
I would pick uh, Wrestle Kingdom because I like going to different places. I've been to London. It wasn't for wrestling, but I already been to London. So why not go to Tokyo? Oh, but you know, there's something about being in a stadium or an arena. Like the first All In, that's probably the most energy I've ever felt in an arena with people just being excited. I've been to WrestleMania, I've been to Royal Rumble, I've been to fucking SummerSlam, been in the fucking Georgia Dome for Monday Nitro with Goldberg beating Hogan. Like You was there? Yeah. Dang. I'm jealous. That was historic. I watched it live on TV. I've done all that shit, right? There was no feeling, and it could be because I was older when I went to that, but like, there's no feeling in the world that I can describe to you the feeling of that pre-match between Cody and Nick Aldis. Like, the entrances, the little video package, all that shit put together. Like, that crowd was fucking juiced. And I feel like the crowd in the UK for All In this year, like, Wrestle Kingdom crowd doesn't get like that. Oh, they were hype, man. I don't know. I... Again, I'd, I'd have to think about it. Like, <laughs> this wouldn't be a decision I could just make, like, right now. Like, I'd have to mull it over. Because I feel like Wrestle Kingdom has this, like, vibe to it, though. Like, it's fucking Wrestle Kingdom. Like, New yeah. Japan's WrestleMania, right? Like, has the prestige and the pump and circumstance and whatnot. And it's two nights. Yeah, that. That might be uh, why you choose All In, too. You have to pay for two nights. If you, you don't have to pay for two nights, but if you're going to go there, you might as well go all out and get two nights, but that's more expensive. Somebody else is paying for it, though. That's, that was the whole point of this. Oh, that was the, the caveat of this? Yeah, uh, somebody's telling me, you we'll pay for it, but you, got, you can only go to one. Well, that makes my decision a little bit more easier. I get more bang for my buck. I get two nights of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Only one night all in, so... Jimmy Wrestle Kingdom. If you're listening to this in the future, our boys like Chris White Sox and Adrian Ruiz and D and you know people like that, tweet us, Instagram us, tell us if if somebody was to pay for you to go to either Wrestle Kingdom or All In, which one would you choose? Question of the night. Yeah, man, hit us up, man. We're trying to be more interactive, so. We like that back and forth between us and people that support us. Um, <laughs> we got the AEW title contender tournament going on, EJ. You got to catch me up on this because I'm not going to lie. AEW just hasn't been vibing with me lately. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, I watch Dynamite. I like I, Collision, man. I like Collision better, but it's also Saturday night, so like I'm kind of busy on Saturday nights. So I'll watch it Sunday morning, but I'm not going to lie, I fast forward through a lot of it, so I'll probably miss a lot of stuff. Um, but AW, Dynamite, Do you watch Dynamite Live? That kind of forces you to watch it? Yeah. Kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Raw and SmackDown. Like, I watch Raw Live, SmackDown I'll catch up with. Uh, so I probably miss shit on SmackDown. Even though I think SmackDown's the better show, I just, I'm not fucking here on Friday nights. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, well, you haven't been watching, so it really kind of the killing my point. Uh, 
bringing up this tournament. <laughs> I was going to think, I was going to ask, what were your thoughts on this tournament? But you hadn't been watching, so. What's the point <laughs> of the tournament? The tournament, the, the winner's going to face MJF at Grand Slam, right? Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe's got to win after what happened on Dynamite last week. But. You think so? You know what? I haven't been watching Collision, but I've been watching Dynamite. I feel like Roddy Strong going to the finals, more than likely against Samoa Joe. Whoever wins is a win-win. Because Roddy's going to have the Adam Cole factor, and Samoa Joe's going to have the I'm going to break your fucking neck factor. Yeah. Um, they already basically finished with the tournament. They just did the semifinals on Collision this past weekend. And like you were just talking about, the finals is Roddy Strong versus Samoa Joe. And you said you can't choose, but if you had to choose, who do you think should face MJF at Grand Slam? I feel like the juice is kind of more with Samoa Joe with MJF. I feel like I'd rather see Roddy do it because neither one of them are going to win. And if you just have Joe lose to CM Punk and then lose to MJF back-to-back pay-per-views, like, kind of fucks him over. Like, you ain't the king of cable anymore. You're the king of losing. I think having Roddy... I think having Roddy beat Samoa Joe via nefarious means, obviously, mm-hmm. then puts MJF in peril because he could beat MJF the same way using... uh, What's the name of their fucking group? The, uh, the kingdom. Yeah, kingdom. Also, where's Maria? Yeah, that's a good question. She was there for a while. I know they got small children. That's a good question. She just disappeared. I feel like she well, was with them more when they were more so featured on ROH. And she just kind of... Maria in New Japan and ROH? Woo! Well, yeah, she was cooking. Mm. But, um... Yeah, you could go either way. I feel like Roddy Strong is more of Adam Cole's story, but he did get involved with that match at All In. I don't know, man. Samoa Joe called MJF a bitch, so <laughs> he got they got to see each other at some point. <laughs> that kind of that kind of seals it. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Samoa Joe asking for that smoke, so. I mean, they they they're telling some stories now, like we always talk about. They're not always fluid with their storytelling, but they're trying. Yeah, and we're gonna really see what they do this post CM Punk era. No excuses. There's no excuses now. That's what Mark Henry the said. The last to the locker room is gone now. That's what Mark Henry cook. said. He said the problem is gone. Who said that? Mark Henry said that shit on Busted Open. He said if the, if CM Punk was the problem, then I don't want to hear no more bitching. Oh, okay. So I thought he was just I thought he was like talking shit about Punk, but he's saying no. He he's, he likes Punk. Yeah. He's been saying that for a while that he likes Punk. Was that the Was that the first episode after it happened? I want to kind of go back and listen to that. I like. Mark I honestly Henry. couldn't tell you, but it was it was a Monday. Okay. So it was the Monday. It's probably the Monday after, after all Punk. In, so. After Punk got fired, um, he got fired okay. a week after All In, right? Okay, so it was this. It was last Monday after All Out. Yeah, I think it was on their podcast. I, 
it had to be on their podcast. That's all I've, I only listen to their podcast now. I can't listen live anymore. It's just a fucking jerk, yeah, jerk me choose. off show. <laughs> Bully turns me off, so I pick and choose. Yeah. I was I listening really, to, the, to the podcast yeah. today, and they were, like, going off about how they came up with the idea that Zelina Vega should have won the title because her dad died 9-11, and yesterday was 9-11. And I was just like, y'all sound like a couple internet fucking marks. Like, y'all are bitching because the storyline you made up in your head, WWE didn't do. So now you're shitting on Nia Jax coming back and shitting on the main event last night. All because you made up a storyline in your head and you're mad because they didn't fucking do it. Um, So I just, I don't know. Since, I don't know why Bully Ray has this retroactive idea that he was that guy like that he was never that guy like that <laughs> you were the champion in tna when it was going downhill aces and eight which was garbage you weren't really like that you were a ancillary character in the attitude era bully you're not that guy you making me <sighs> defend bully ray and i don't want to i'll say this aces and eights was dope i didn't like it i, I wasn't it. really paying attention like that i yeah. popped my head back back in and then I saw what that was and I popped my head right back out <laughs> I love the turn at the wedding where he turns out that he's the fucking leader of aces and eights after, actually it wasn't at the wedding it was in the world title match uh, but like he had everybody turn on him and and then he did this whole thing where he broke down every little step and he went back and he was showing footage like and this is where we did this and this is where I made y'all think this. And this is where I knew I had you when I did this. It was really fucking good. And then the whole thing with Sting, they were jumping Sting over and over and stopping Sting from winning the world title. And Sting was like, you got your family. I had to bring mine back. And Sting brought back the main event mafia with fucking Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe and all that. Like, that was fucking good, man. Like, I'm sitting here thinking about it now. Like, aces and eights and that was good shit. It really was. Yeah, I, like I said, I wasn't really watching at that time, so I'll take your word for it. But the way he talks about it on Busted Open, it, he's, it was like the second coming of the NWO. Yeah, he, he, he has a way of, for something like Ace, like I don't like Bully. I don't like ECW. Like I don't like how he talks about, we did that first in ECW. Like I don't like any of that. He has a he way. Always comes back to that too. That's right. what annoys me. He has a way of bragging about stuff and instead of you being like yeah they did do that you're like man just shut the fuck up like nobody cares and even when he talks about the aces and eights stuff I roll my eyes at it and I liked aces and eights I like Brooke Hogan being involved in it like I like the whole fucking storyline but when he talks about it it's just so fucking hubris <laughs> like that's the only word I could think of like it's just so fucking annoying the way he talks about stuff and it, yeah so whatever this ain't a bully ray fucking podcast he sucks in tna right now i know that yeah and he's acting like he's the best thing going in that right now like, oh trust me i've heard him say that the reason they sold out um their pay-per-view here in atlanta was because of him and i was like i didn't even know you were on a fucking card like i literally bought those tickets because mickey james is getting the title shot who was in the who was the main event of that show, by the way? But he's like, I get on the car and they sell out. And it's like, 
There's only like 500 people allowed in there. Like, that ain't really. So, like, you were at WrestleMania. Like, fucking relax. Hey, I'm sure we'll never get a Bully Ray interview, but. I don't fucking want one. Me either. If, I know somebody might clip this and let them hear it. If oh. so, then I don't I, care. We'll clip this part. Fuck you. <laughs> Not Bully Ray. Like, whoever clips it and tries to, like, snitch, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I hate hey, this. I kind of, I kind of want to see what happens if we get that smoke from Bully Ray. See what he says. I don't know, dog. That's a big motherfucker in person. <laughs> like, oh, hey, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how much money he's got, but I'll take a, I'll take a Bully Ray punch if, if I could, if I could get a lawsuit out of it. I saw that motherfucker at WrestleCade. I was like, shit, get the tables. <laughs> I'll give him this. He got in the shape because he was a pudgy back in the day. Oh, yeah. That's another thing. When he was in Aces and Eights, that motherfucker got ripped. He got slim when he was in Aces and Eights. Like, I was like, damn, look at Billy. Go ahead. But I don't know. I just, ever since he's been on Busted Open, I just don't like him. Yeah. And I won't even get into a Tommy Dreamer rant. I don't like him either. We kind of got off track. Somehow this has become a Bully Ray segment. Even though we didn't mean it to be, <laughs> I don't like Tommy Dreamer. But I'll say this: if you want to, uh, if you want to pull up the picks from last week for the NFL, we'll run through that after I get done with this little story. Um, me and Marty, when we were in New York for WrestleMania weekend, we met up with Talkamania for the first time, like meeting them in person, and we all went to the busted open party, and we were standing outside the. Uh, the place we were doing it at, and we're all waiting in line, and Tommy Dreamer came by, and he had like he had to go wrestle somewhere, and he was like, "I told y'all I was gonna be here, but I gotta go wrestle. Like I had a prior commitment. Like the times didn't work out, whatever." And he literally went through the line. It had to be three or four hundred people there, and he went through from the front of the line all the way to the back, like telling people, "Like, hey, you want a picture?" Shake your hand, whatever. And I I thought that was very, like, respectable. That, that Some shit that he didn't have to do. Um, to the point where I got a picture with him. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about Tommy Dreamer. I was like, well, shit. If, you, if you're going to be like that, yeah, I'll take a fucking picture with you. And I don't know. I just think that was, I thought that was very, uh, it was a very stand-up thing to do. When you were promoted as, like, being there. And the, the venue it was the venue's fault. They weren't ready for how many people were going to be there. So we couldn't get into the building and start on time. And he had to go somewhere else. So he literally like came down taking pictures and shaking hands with everybody, which I thought was, was very for free. I don't know. If, like, I don't know how many conventions you go to Egypt. Wrestlers don't do shit for free. Mm, yeah. I mean, a lot of them don't even want to come on money. your podcast without fucking getting yeah. money for it, which here at Boots of the Face, we fucking, we frown upon that. Nope. We won't do that here. But, yeah, I'm sure Tommy Dreamer is a nice guy in real life, but as far as on radio, he's a lot like Bully Ray, except he does it in a more nicer manner. He's pulling himself and always bringing up the ECW. And I, like, I, ECW was good, but it wasn't like y'all WWF. Yeah. I feel like a lot of time he's not even paying attention to what they're talking about. That too. And I don't know if you're watching Impact. I do not like what he's doing on Impact TV. He's crying every week. Like, yeah, he's trying to be the sympathetic baby face, but you're just crying every week. Like, Isn't he the like internet champion or some shit like that now? The media uh, champion. I guess that's a. I guess that's a spoiler alert for the 
pay-per-view I missed. Well, good for him, digital media. I don't, I don't know why y'all would do that to Kenny King like that, but... Man, Kenny man. King is so fucking good. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of upset that you said he lost the belt. <laughs> uh, no, I'm asking. Oh, I thought I might have saw something. I didn't watch I that I think he match. did. He did. Like I said, I'll probably watch Victory Road. I'll, I'll skim through it tonight after NXT. But that's a shame if they got Tommy Dreamer beating Kenny King. Like you said, Kenny King is that guy. Yeah. The last TNA show I went to, the taping here in Atlanta, like he was doing the stripper gimmick, and it was so fucking funny. Stripper Kenny. Yeah. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> Um, so you got the you got the tally from last week. I do. Who's up? And just like they say, any given Sunday, none of us know really what the hell we're talking about. Both of us went eight and eight. <laughs> no, we didn't go Jason Garrett. <laughs> yep, we went Jason Garrett, full fledged Jason Garrett. Tragic. Eight and eight. Eight Tragic. And eight. <laughs> All right. Well, let's fucking run it back this week then. Um, if you're ready, I'll I'll go through the games. We'll make the picks. If you want to write them down, and we'll see if we can do better than eight. Now I at least want to go nine and seven this week. Yeah, and we both we didn't have the same picks. We both picked different picks, but the picks that you hit on, I didn't hit on, and then vice versa. And then we hit on most of the picks that we picked the same. Though it's weird. We this... both chose KC to win. We didn't get that right. Oh yeah, everybody lost that one. But let's see how we do this week. This coming Thursday, the 0-1 Minnesota Vikings travel to Philadelphia to take on the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you want to go first or you want me to pick? You said Eagles versus? The Vikings. Huh. The Vikings just lost to the Bucks. The, the Bucks. Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. I said they'll go in a downward spiral. Give me Jalen Hurts and the Eagle. I'll take the Vikings. Oh, okay. Any particular reason? Yeah, I just think they, they you know, you can't go 0-2 and want to go to the playoffs, and the Vikings are the Vikings are perennial playoff disappointment. So they'll make <laughs> the playoffs, but they won't do shit when they get there. And the percentage of making the playoffs when you're 0-2, not everybody's Dallas Cowboys with Emma Smith holding out. You go 0-2, chances are you probably won't make the playoffs. So, give me the Vikings. Okay. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, 1-0, Jordan Love, taking on the surprise 1-0 team of the Atlanta Falcons. I should go to this game. You should. How the tickets look out there? Uh, Click on it right now. But I'm going to take the Falcons to win this game. No, really? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to take the Packers to win. My bad. I'm going to say, you just don't like the Falcons like that. You chose against them last week. Uh, Tickets are 80 bucks. Cheapest Not ticket. Not bad. No, and, and a bad seat in the house either. I've been there. Yeah. Um, Love looked a lot better than I thought he would. He actually balled out. So I know Marty's happy about that. Shout so. out to Marty. Yeah, shout out to Mario. I'm going to go with you on your pick, though. I'm going to agree with that. I'm going to go with Green Bay. The Raiders of Las Vegas take on the 0-1 overrated Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills. Who you got, EJ? <laughs> Where Where's this happening at? In Buffalo. Jimmy G got the win last week. 
Handsome motherfucker. I, you picked them. I picked against them. So I'm going to pick against them again, though. Give me Buffalo to bounce back just because they're at home. It's their home opener. They'll have the crowd behind them. So give me Buffalo. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I don't even know what that means. And because I don't know what that means, I'm picking the Raiders. Wow. You got Las Vegas. Yeah. Get out there to a Raiders game one time. You need to come out there December 1st through the 4th. Oh, that's when you're going back out there? Yeah, be a lot of Covino and Rich people out there, too. Ian Kennedy's coming. I hope y'all pick the weekend of a game. That'd be dope. Tom Brock's coming. I know it's a Vegas Knights game that weekend. <sighs> hockey. That's I know my, you're a newly minted hockey fan, yeah, but that's my squad. not my thing. What's that? That's my squad. Yeah, I mean, you don't have the Thrashers anymore, so I guess you had to choose a team. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Baltimore's 1-0, Cincinnati's 0-1. Who you got, EJ? And this is in Cincinnati, you said? Yep. Man, this is tricky. I want to choose Baltimore because that's my quarterback in my fantasy league. But mm. I don't know, man. Uh, Joe Burrow, is he is he hurt or is he just had a bad game? Burrow? No, he's he ain't hurt. He just sucks. I might regret this, but I think if Cincinnati loses this game, that'll put them behind the eight ball a lot. So let me go with Cincinnati to bounce back. I'll take the Ravens. I I I don't think Cincinnati's making the playoffs this year. Mm, hot take. You don't think Burrow's that guy? I just got nothing to do with Burrow. I just think I think they had their shot the past couple of years and they fucked it up. Um, they should have won the Super Bowl against the Rams and they didn't. Um, bad news, EJ. The Chiefs travel to to Las Vegas on Thanksgiving Day or uh, when's Thanksgiving? This the this twenty something. You know, it can't, a lot of it can't be the 26th because... It's the 21st. It's Thanksgiving this year. Nope. I, I was looking at December. It's the 23rd. Okay. So, the Raiders have a bye week the week that I'm in Vegas. Uh, oh, well. Still Vegas. Still a good time regardless oh, of yeah. the Raiders. Again, you should still come. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens to beat the Bengals. Bengals 0-2. Uh, the 0 and 1 since Cincinnati. The 0 and 1 Seattle Seahawks travel to Detroit to play the Lions 1 and 0. Beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I will take the Seahawks to make both these teams a 1 and 1. Man. It's, uh, man, this, these picks are hard this week because we still don't know a lot about these teams. But. If I pick against Seattle, that means they're 0-2. And I think the AFC West, not AFC West, NFC West is going to be really competitive this year. Uh, the, the Rams look good. And you also got, well, the, the Cardinals are trash, but the 49ers look like they may be a juggernaut. So Seattle does need us to keep up, you know, with the pace of the conference, I mean, the division. But I'm going to go with Detroit. I, feel, I think they're feeling themselves a little bit. Mm. Jared Goff. Jared um, Goff, exiled out of Seattle. And I don't know what was just said, Detroit. but Becky Lynch just had a backstage segment with 
uh, Valkyrie. What's her name? Leo Valkyrie. Yeah. And they just fist bumped, and Becky walked away, and she had a weird look on her face. So, mm, Valkyrie did. Yeah, I got a feeling this. I got a feeling the fix is in, EJ. Yeah, why would you bring Becky there just to lose? That's not really putting somebody over if you have it by shenanigans like that. She still beats Becky Lynch though. Yeah, true. I I think Becky's gonna win and hold the NXT title for a little while. We're gonna keep her away from Rhea until WrestleMania. <coughs> That's what I'm hoping. You got the Indianapolis Colts, 0-1, traveling to Houston, the armpit of Texas, to take on the Texans, who are also 0-1. I'm in a Survivor League, EJ, and I picked the Colts this week. So I'm picking them here. Hmm. Both are teams with rookie quarterbacks. So I feel like this could go either way. But I'm with you. I think I'm going to go with Indy. Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears travel to Tampa Bay to take on Baker Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who you got? The Bears did not look good against Green Bay. I think Baker may have the hot hand, and it's in Tampa, so I think I'm going to go with the Bucs. I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears. Again? Yeah. I'm going to pick them until they fucking prove me right. That's an interesting way of going about it. (laughs) Actually, if they don't win this week, I'm done with the ads for a while. Okay. You got the uh, L.A. Chargers 0-1 taking on the Tennessee Titans, who are also 0-1. This is going to be a a good game. Ooh. Who you you got in this one? Chargers played the game of the week last week. Uh, No, I take that back. I think New York and Buffalo was probably the game of the week. But Chargers and uh, who they play? The Rams? The Chargers, they they play the the Dolphins. The Dolphins, they play the Dolphins. Chargers and Dolphins is a really good game. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Once again, two teams that are both lost. It's, it's 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 Tennessee versus uh, LA. You said. Yep, Chargers at the Titans. At the Titans, Tannehill, Herbert. Like you said, Herbert might be a little bit overrated. I really don't know who to pick for this game. This is gonna make it interesting. So, I'll go with Tennessee to win. You got the Giants of New York traveling to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Both of these teams suck. (laughs) (laughs) And they're going to Arizona? Yep. In the desert. (sighs) Man. Do I have to pick this one? I, I don't. I, I New York bounces back. They'll get. I gotta pick some road teams. Give me, give me the Giants. I'm gonna cheer for the Cardinals, but I'm gonna pick the Giants. I, I don't even. Who's the Cardinals quarterback? 
Colt McCoy? I don't fucking know. I don't even uh, know. Like, yeah, it's what's uh what what happened to Kyler Murray? What, what kind of injury does he have? I'm sorry. We're at the point in NXT where they're in the women's locker room and all the women have regular clothes on, just sitting around looking hot. And I'm, I don't even know who three of the four women that are on TV are. Yeah, I don't know. A lot, a lot of them are like level up or still in, in the training or whatever. Oh shit! Roxy was there with three of them, and then Lola Vice walked up on her. Good God Almighty! What's the other? Electra? Electra? Lopez? Yeah. She's I'm a big fan of Lola Vice just because I followed her when she was in Bellator. Fighting. I'm a big fan of her social media game. <laughs> no, she is a, in that TikTok generation vein, if y'all know what I mean. So, Roxy's so she, tiny. She's, she's like five foot nothing. She's a little woman. She almost looks Asian. Yeah, she's Latina, isn't she? Uh, her last name Lopez. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, shout out to NXT. NXT No Mercy, Braun Baker versus Baron Corbin, live Saturday, September 30th. Heel versus heel. Baron will probably be get chaired in that match. They don't mess with Breaker like that. I won't tell you the other match that's for the world title because. That was a qualification match earlier today. Uh, San Francisco 49ers travel to L.A. to take on the Rams. Surprising Rams. This is a divisional matchup. Who you got? I'm going to take the Rams in an upset. I'm not mad at that pick. But I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to take... San Francisco. And I'm going to keep picking them until they prove me wrong. Like the, you did the opposite way in Chicago. <laughs> the Washington Commanders traveled to Denver to take on Mr. Unlimited. <laughs> Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Mm. Where You said this is happening in Denver? Denver. Joey Lorm should be there. Shout out to Joey. Mm. Once again, I'm going to see who you got first. Why well, I got to go first all the goddamn time? <laughs> it's your turn to go first. <laughs> give me give me Denver. God damn it. That's who I was going to pick. I'll pick Denver also. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but <laughs> hopefully Russ Cooks. Uh, the America's Game of the Week. The New York Jets, 1-0, travel to Jerry World to take on America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I think Not to mention Aaron rodgers New York Jets. Jets got a good defense, uh, and they got some good wide receivers. It's going to be a test for the – I think – I don't want to be hyperbolic, EJ. I think this is the best Cowboys team they've had since the 90s. Uh, I mean, retroactively, I guess we could say that because none of the teams that have, have, none of the teams 
since the 90s have won anything. I mean, they had some really good teams. The team in 07 was really good. The Mm -hmm. team in 2014 was really good with Romo and the Dez called it game. The team in 2016 was really good. I can't remember a time where they had multiple great pass rushers and D-Law and Parsons, and then you got all the backups like Darnes Armstrong and Dante Fowler, guys like that. Uh, You got two great cornerbacks in uh, Gilmore and Diggs. You got really good safeties. You got okay linebackers. So your defense is phenomenal. And then on offense, you got a good running back in Pollard. You got a good quarterback. You got a great wide receiver in uh, C.D. Lamb. Then you went out and you got Brandon Cooks to go along with him. Like, I think this is the most talented team they've had since the 90s. I really do. Only time will tell. I'm hoping you're right. Because the offense didn't have to do much because of the defense. I want to see a complete game from the offense. I feel like Dallas through Vegas should be favored in probably 85-90% of the games they played this year. If they win anything less than 12 games this year, I think that's... If they go to the playoffs, I'm not going to say it's a letdown. But I think that's that's underachieving if they win less than 12 games this year. I agree. But um, next week is... Who is the, the opponent next week? I don't know if you have that readily available to you. Uh, the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. I, could, I could check that out. Um, they got the Jets this at, week. Next week, I think it's... I want to say it's the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, because I was looking at the schedule. We have after the Cardinals... It's not an easy schedule besides like, you know, your division opponents with the Giants and the and the Commanders. It's kind of a murderous row, so I don't know. I don't know if you got it. I know you have because So we got the Cardinals next week. The Patriots October 1st, which yeah, after the Patriots game, that's what I meant. You got the 49ers, that's the Chargers, the yeah. Rams, yeah. The Eagles, uh-huh. Giants, Panthers, Commanders. Uh, I guess it's not as bad as I thought it was with that Panthers being thrown in there. But those other teams you named, both of those LA teams, those won't, that's not going to be a walk in the park. And then, uh, of course, the 49ers and the Eagles. That's, that's going to, you know, tell the tale of whether you're going to be a contender or not if you get walked through that with only like a loss or two. I feel like they'll be seven and one through their first eight games. I don't know who they're gonna lose to. They'll drop one, but I I feel like Dallas will be seven and one. I want to say eight, no, really bad, but I think seven and one is. And this isn't me being like a homer either. I just I think they're better than all these teams. I think they're better than the Cardinals. They're better than the Jets. They're better than the Patriots. Forty Niners is like a. I think they I think they were better than the Forty Niners last year. They just didn't fucking beat them. I think they're better than the Chargers. They're better than the Rams. And I think they're better than the Eagles. I think they'll drop one of those games, maybe two. But honestly, they should be 8-0 through the first start. Like, So, if if I forced you to choose an Achilles heel for this team, I'm, gonna give, I'm only going to give you two options. Would it be quarterback play or would it be coaching? Neither one of them. It'd be the run defense. You think it'd be the run defense? I think the coaching's really good on this team. I think 
I know Dak led the league in interceptions last year, but you can't just look at last year. You got to look at he's been in the league eight years. Uh, like, let's compare him to Josh Allen. He's been in the league two years longer than Josh Allen. He's got five more touchdowns. I'm sorry. He's got 30 more touchdowns than Josh Allen and only five more interceptions through two years. Josh Allen's supposed to be elite. Dak's got over 100 touchdowns more than what he has interceptions. He led the league in interceptions last year. To me, that's a that's an anomaly in his career. Like, he's always taking care of the ball. He's always put up numbers. Like, if you go look at his stats. I don't know why people, like, have listened to the, the national media that's been trashing him lately. But this guy's been a good fucking quarterback his whole career. Um... And they say he sucks in the playoffs. Like, you look at his playoff numbers. He ain't the reason they lose in the playoffs. He he threw two picks last year. I'll give him that. That's probably the only playoff game you could literally put on him. But you can also put it on Cavante Turpin for not turning the right way on the kickoff return. You could put it on Diggs for dropping the fucking interception before San Francisco took the lead with a touchdown. He needed help that game, and his team didn't give him help. Which is the difference between a Dak Prescott and a Tom Brady. Brady's won a shitload of playoff games where his team has bailed him out. To the point where you forget about, like, he played. Peyton Manning's second Super Bowl with Denver? He fucking sucked. If it wasn't for Von Miller and Demarcus Ware, he wouldn't have two rings. Eli would have the most rings in the family. So, sometimes a quarterback needs help and Dallas's team... Hadn't helped Dak, but Dak is, I'd say, top seven quarterback in the NFL. If you can't win a Super Bowl with seven, with a, a number seven and a 32 quarterback, then that's on building the rest of the team, I think. I said all that to say this. Dallas by 15. Well, of course I got Dallas as well, but I don't know. Dak, Dak is a good quarterback, so I don't I think he's going to have a really good regular season. But you're a Mike McCarthy guy for some reason. I don't know. I don't know if I'm sold on him yet, man. I just don't like how he ended in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, man. It's all going to go on Aaron Rodgers? I look at it like this. Green Bay had Brett Favre for 20 years, and they had Aaron Rodgers for 15 years. So for 35 years straight, you had a Hall of Fame quarterback and you only won two Super Bowls. It's hard to win, man. Tom Brady. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. But you had a Hall of Fame quarterback for 35 years in a row and you only got two Super Bowls. And one of those Super Bowls was Mike McCarthy. I I feel like he's, he's turned Dallas around. He's built a really good football team. He's got a really good coaching staff. They've won 12 games two years in a row. And like I always say, the secret to winning the Super Bowl is not really a secret. It's not to go to the playoffs every four years like Jason Garrett was doing and hoping that that's the year you win. The key is to go every year. Go to the playoffs every year. Every time you get in the tournament, you got a chance to win. You're not going to win every time. But go every year. And when Mike McCarthy's had Dak Prescott there, he's won and gotten into the playoffs. 
every three, two of the first three years, he's taking the Cowboys to the playoffs. They haven't been to the playoffs three years in a row since the late 90s. That's 30 years ago, EJ. Yeah. I won't say this is a make or break season for McCarthy, but this is his best chance for it to be a breakthrough season. Yeah. Um, but as far as that run defense goes, I don't know what happened on that first drive. It was not looking good. But I guess they tightened up, so you got Jalen Hurts as the Eagles quarterback and he likes to run and take off, so that's where the rubber will meet the road. I'm curious to see how the boys look up against the the Eagles when that matchup happens. Did you pick you pick Cowboys? Of course. Alright, we got the Miami Dolphins traveling to New England to take on the Patriots. Sunday night football. Hmm. The Patriots are in that Sunday night spot? Yep, at home. Why? I got Miami. I hate picking teams to go 0-2, especially in the NFL when it's a lot of parity in any given Sunday. And they came off, they're coming off of that uh, close game Losing to the Eagles last week. But I think I'm going to go with you, man. Like Some road teams got to win, so I'm going to go with Miami. I don't understand this. They used to do opening week. They would do two Monday night football games. They didn't yeah. do that this week. Now they're doing it in week two. And they're starting the games an hour away from each other. One game's at 7.15, the other game's at 8.15. I don't understand what the fuck that's about. Yeah, they used to do, like, a West Coast game as a second yeah. game. Like you said, they used to do two. Now, I guess one's going to be running on ESPN, too. That is weird. There's one on ESPN at 7.15 and then at 8.15, one on ABC. Uh, the first yeah. game is the Saints at the Panthers. The Saints are 1-0. and The Panthers are 0-1. I got the Saints. Derek Carr looked really good. He's one of those quarterbacks that will win you some games but probably won't win you a big one so it's no pressure on them at this point I think I'm going to go with New Orleans as well and the last game of the week will be the Cleveland Browns 1-0 taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers 0-1 oh, who's, who's beating the shit out of Blair Davenport oh it's Gigi Dolan just ran up on Blair Davenport, whooped her ass. I'm su- I'm surprised that the main event hasn't started. I think. Yeah, you know, I think it's gonna be some bullshit. Yeah. yeah, unless they're gonna do an overrun because they're about to go to commercial right now. Uh, you said it is Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. Yep, D- divisional matchup. Let me let me go with Cleveland. I'm going to go with Cleveland also. I think Cleveland's going to the playoffs this year. I mean, they might win the division. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to come down to Denver and Baltimore. I think multiple teams will come out of that division and go to the playoffs. I do not think it will be Cincinnati. You think the Steelers got a better chance? I think it will be Cleveland and either the Steelers or who's the other team? Or Baltimore. 
I don't think the Steelers, the way they look so far, I don't think, unless they turn around, I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs. I think that was a one bad game. One year, we got to see a, a whole division go to the playoffs. I don't think it's this year, but it'll happen eventually. It was close one year. I can't remember which year it was since they went to three wildcard teams. But, yeah, I guess... Is that all the picks? That's it. And right when we got to the end, Becky Lynch is making her way to the ring. So perfect. You got any shout outs you want to give or anything? We good to go. Shout out to everybody listening out there. You've been supporting us. And if anybody out there is an MMA fan, you got some free time, check out the show we did earlier. He make her MMA discuss the big upset in the world of MMA. Izzy out of sign, you're losing the middleweight belt. So mm. check that out. Also, check out UFC fighters just using the F-word a whole lot this week. Yeah, we talk about that, too. It's not a good look. Becky's hot. Seth Rollins is a lucky man. I got to do more CrossFit, I guess. I got So I can post something. Could you like imagine what it's me? like in their bedroom? It's probably fucking tires and chalk everywhere and <laughs> sledgehammers and shit. Uh- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is it bad that I'm always like talking about how hot the women wrestlers are? I don't feel like it is. I think I guess it depends what audience you're speaking of. If you're talking to Gen Z, I don't think they like it like that. I think the women the women fans like always talk about how hot the male wrestlers are. Also, well, like I know this is gonna sound barbaric, but if they don't want me to think they're hot, why they got the ass cheeks out? All right, that is sound barbaric. It's time to end this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, why you got your ass out if I'm not supposed to think you're hot? Like, what are you trying to do? Well, that'll do it for us here at Boot to the Face. Boot to the Face, EJ Reed. <laughs> I'm Chris Rucker. We'll see you next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace. Yeah, Mr. Chaos. Boot to the Face. Let's go. California to Georgia, we get it poppin', homie. 